Welcome back, everybody, to part three of our conversation with Christina from Rooted Home Life. Christina, we've talked about all of the things so far, I think, right? Like, we've talked about your faith and your homeschooling journey, how you got there, what you're doing, the kind of homeschooler you are, which is still kind of undefined, but maybe unschool-leaning, eclectic-ish stuff. Um, but we started touching a little bit on your social media presence, your YouTube, your Instagram, and the kind of nature-schooling vibe that's happening there. That goes back to the, like, what kind of homeschooler you are. Could you share a little bit about what that entails, what led you in that direction, and kind of, do you think that's right for everybody? So, I, I'm i going to start with the last part of it. Okay. Do I think it's right for everyone? I do think we're all different. We all have different strengths, weaknesses, interests, like God's given us different gifts, all of those. I would say it is for everyone but maybe in different ways and different amounts. I think there is like, right. There's scientific proof that like being outside is healthy for you. Right. Like the more I learn about it, the more I'm like, Whoa, like my mind is blown. Like that's why I feel so good when I'm in the woods, you know, like there's just every aspect of your physical being like God created a garden. Like he put the first people in a garden, like Mm. the site, sounds, the smells, the richness of colors, like the fresh air. Like I feel so connected to God when I'm in nature. I'm in awe of him. Like we went skiing and snowboarding yesterday and I'm at like the top of the mountain. It's not a huge mountain and I'm not an expert skier. Just, <laughs> just as a side note, like that's something I'm learning alongside my kids. But I just stopped yesterday at the top. They weren't with me because they found friends and like left me And I was just like standing there and it was foggy and it was like snow all over the pine trees and stuff. And I was just like, wow, God, like, thank you. Like to just even be here, like in this beautiful place, in this moment, like while my kids are just like sliding around this mountain, like you are just so, and I just sat there like in awe, like before I went down, I just, I just was like looking around. I could have cried. I was like, you made this beautiful place and you put us in it. No, like this is just so good. And in the beginning, I don't think it was that obvious to me that that was what was going on. Like just touching back on like the whole COVID thing or there weren't places to go. I have a small home. Like, you know, when you touched on the sacrifices that like homeschoolers make and things like that. I don't remember if we were in a break or not, but like we have a small home for seven people. We have one bathroom. We don't have a lot of land. Like I'm thankful for our home. I love our home. Thankful for our backyard. But like seven kids not being able to go places and get their energy out, not right. So we did, like we had to find places outside. I did not consider myself an adventurous or outdoorsy person at the time at all. So I like did it and was just like, wow, like this is really nice. Like I was so outside of like my comfort zone, but I'm like watching my kids run around and thinking like, this is what they need. Like, like they just needed to be able to like run around and be loud and just be kids. And I started realizing like, oh, like this is where it actually like gets easy for me. Mm. Like I can like sit here and relax and just watch them be free. Like I just really feel like God used it to like heal me in some ways. And to like, I just experienced a different kind of freedom where I was just like, oh, like, we don't need to be in the house. Me stressed out that they're, like, making a mess of everything. Well, I'm cleaning up after them every second and, like, getting overwhelmed with all the things that need to be done. Like, 
them bouncing off the walls like oh we could just remove the wall and they could just climb up the trees and like splash in the creek instead of having my bathroom sink overflowing like this is wonderful this is what they've been trying to do the whole time you know and like oh well we actually need to do some schoolwork but like we could bring it with us so i would bring like a big bag to the park and we would like go for a walk and we'd look at the ducks and we'd look at the turtles there's like a little pond. It's like a man-made pond at like our community park. This wasn't like a, we were in a national park, right? That's kind of like how it started. And I would just bring our big bag of books and our snacks. And I'd plop it down on a picnic table and we would like draw the ducks. And then we would like go into our nature guides and figure out like what kind of ducks are those? Like, oh, those are the male ducks. I had no idea. I'm 30 something years old and I had no clue. Like there were so many things that I was just learning alongside them. And we were like excited about it. And then they would be able to like go follow the ducks. It was like, it just felt so much more natural than like, no, I need you all to sit down at this table. Hmm. We all have to sit down and be quiet and listen. You no, know? and it's like trying to do that with such a wide range of kids. Like kids don't have that kind of attendance span. So, so you, you didn't decide on nature schooling, bad pun, but it happened naturally. Yes. Nature schooling happened naturally. Like I started realizing like, this works. Like This is really good. You know, like we need to do more of this. Sometimes it would just be like on our back porch, you know, like we would do read alouds. Speaking of your back porch, can I ask you, what's a mud kitchen? Oh, I love the mud kitchen. The mud kitchen is so good. I've seen it. Um, Tell me about it. It's a play kitchen. Okay. So, you know, like, well, like plastic or wooden play kitchen that kids have inside. So you could like throw one of those outside or you could have your husband build one. That's what like, we're for really. That's what we're here for. You could build one for your kids. I'm kind of thinking about it. That's why I'm asking you. DIY moms out there that I'm super jealous of. Like, I wish I could do like home renovations in here. Cause I'd be like doing all kinds of stuff. Like my husband is super handy to do anything, but he works a lot. So anyway, don't look up Anna White. If you don't want to learn how to do things. Okay. Because Anna White is a DIY mom with loads of plans on a website on how to make cute things. Anyway, not uh, j just keep talking. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, all about the mud kitchen. It's a snow kitchen currently. Fair. Have that here. We have like hurricane kitchens maybe. But so, but it's just like a play kitchen outside. Yes. And the kids like it. Yes. And in like the springtime and stuff starts blooming. You can have them gather their ingredients. And like it's a really cool way to, to learn, right? Because you're like, well, what kind of flower is this? So I told you I don't really love screens, which is so ironic, right? Because we're on one we're and on I have one, a YouTube and all YouTube, of that. Yeah. But there are some really cool apps like this plant ID app. So like we can just take a picture of it and be like, oh, like this is native or this is invasive or this is edible and this is not. So please don't eat this one or you will vomit, right? So there's like all this cool stuff that can just naturally occur outside. Like there's so much learning just at your fingertips because you could also... Add how many purple flowers with how many yellow flowers you have. And now you have an addition lesson, right? Like, so I started to realize these things more and more and more. We're like, wow, like, look at the symmetry in that thing. Like, that is perfectly symmetrical. Like, we can talk about symmetry outside of a textbook. Like, That's isn't that so good. Because I've had comments on things that I've shared where my kids are outside and I'm talking about it. And you always have like, the person that's like, yeah, that's all fine and good and everything. But like, kids need to learn to read and write. And I'm like, oh, did you not know you can read outside? Like you can, <laughs> you can book outside. It's like totally allowed. My favorite place in the world to read 
is in a hammock or a zero gravity chair underneath big oaks, like yeah. just and a, and a mild breeze in the shade and yeah. like a tea. I like tea. Anyway, like that. So yes, read outside. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. You're homeschooling, you're Instagramming, you're YouTubing, you're mud kitchening. And yeah. then these randos reach out from Florida and they're like, Hey, we're doing this cool homeschool made to homeschool thing. We don't need homeschool yet. I would love to ask you about that conversation from your perspective. I don't think I've ever asked you this, uh, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, then you can answer that. I finally found the absolute perfect math for our homeschool. Apologia. 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 I'm so excited to finally find the right math for us. It's very hands-on. There's games and activities. It's all about hands-on learning, engaging, short to the point lessons. It has games pretty much, it seems like every lesson to introduce. It has usually like little games or something like hands-on. It has a four day week schedule, four days a week. I love four days a week for math. I like the mastery approach with a little bit of spiral in there. It's got a little bit of spiral review, which is really nice too. I finally found like the perfect math curriculum. Visit apologia.com forward slash math find the math curriculum both you and your kids will love. So Christina, before we went to that break, I was getting ready to ask you, when we reached out to you to talk about Made to Homeschool, you'd been homeschooling, doing the quote-unquote influencer thing, for lack of a better term, and here are these randos who you don't know, and they're building a thing, and they don't even know what it's going to look like yet. <laughs> Can you tell me about that experience from your end, and kind of get to like why you said yes? I would love to know that. Yeah. I just remember thinking it was really interesting. I was like, huh, this is like a really interesting idea. And also, I just really liked you guys right away, like had a good feeling about it. And I do pay attention to that. Um, I used to say like my grandmother had like a super gift of discernment. So much so that it was like painful because she would like meet a friend of mine and she'd be like, nope. I'd be like, Graham. Like, what do you mean? Like, that's my friend. She's sneaky. And I'd be like, what are you, like, you don't even know her. No, she's not. But like, she was she, right, wasn't she? Every time she was right. Every time. Yes. And she had no shame. I mean, she would not pretend that she liked them. But anyway, so I feel like that is one gift that God has given me, which can sometimes be tough, right? Because then it can come across as like judgy. But my husband like loves everyone and I love everyone too, right? Like everyone's a child of God. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> you know, like not that person or no, no, they're going to need some more of Jesus time before. Yeah. Anyway, that was not done yet. Stick it back in the oven. Tell me when it's done. Yeah. Yes. So I just liked you guys right away and I had a really good feeling about it. And I felt like it was something the Lord was putting in front of me that he wanted me to do. So I was just like, I told my husband that. And he's usually the one who's more like that. So when I'm like that, he's like, amen. You know what I mean? It's just like, you're not overthinking it. You feel like the Lord's asking you to do it. Like, great. So yeah. And then I, I think I basically told you guys, yeah, like I'm in. I feel like it's something the Lord is asking me to do or that the Lord is putting in front of me. So I'm like, let's do it. I didn't even know exactly what we were doing. But I was like, all right, let's do it. I think by then I had learned, right? Like, even if I don't fully understand it, if I know that it's something God wants me to do, then I'm just going to jump in. 
I kind of love that that's your answer because I, and you might have heard me say this before, like, I love people. I love talking to them. I love convincing people of things. I like using logic to convince people that I'm right about things. Honestly, like I do, pridefully. But like, I'm not that good. And this whole project was so far beyond like our abilities entirely, still is, makes no sense at all. But God. And mm-hmm. when I talk to people about, so if I'm talking to like a business person, like a cu- curriculum company who wants to be a partner maybe, or I'm talking to another creator or something, I'll often share that picture that you're in from Pigeon Forge with the whole team in front of like the pergola, you know, at our <laughs> booth from uh, the Teach Them Diligently conference. And I'm like, these people, these people all said yes, and I don't know why except that it was God because I'm not that good. And you were actually one of like first maybe five or six people to say yes. And I remember I remember that conversation and I remember thinking, but why? Why would she say yes? Like it made no sense. And it was one of the many things that really convinced me more and more. And this was before we ended up at the conference and all that that this was God's hand in our lives and we were getting to be a part of something he was doing. Um, and so that conversation was affirming to me, actually. The fact that you said, said yes was like, okay, well, Lord, I, I Yeah, so um, that was huge. And I've been so glad that you've been part of it. And I think partially because of the uniqueness you bring to the team, and that has to do, I think, with kind of the vibe you present. But I love, I've learned today that that vibe isn't a thing you decided on. It's just the way you felt like was going to be right for your family. And you tried it and it worked better and you felt better and the family felt better. And like, this is just you, man. This is just you showing the way you're doing things. I think that's tremendous. Um, When you brought that in and made to homeschool, I was excited because it was different than what a lot of other people were bringing to the table. And I think there's a lot of value in that. But I'm curious, is there something that you've seen in the community or an experience you've had that made you go, yeah, okay, I knew that this was a thing the Lord was leading me toward, but I'm still really glad I'm part of this. What is the thing that you've seen that you loved coming out of Made to Homeschool? I feel like I, one thing that I really love, well, there's so many, so it's hard to choose, but the first thing that comes to mind is that people can have a place that's like safe to talk about different aspects of homeschooling without having outside people being able to join in on the conversation. So like I can share something, for example, about the way that we homeschool. And instead of having some like random person who like doesn't even homeschool tell me that like, that's all fine and good, but my kids need to learn how to read and write as if like they're not, they don't know how to read. Like, even though we all homeschool differently, we have an understanding of like, this thing provides all of us the opportunity to do things different. None of us are turning out 18 year olds that don't know how to read. Yeah. So like, even though we come from these places where we might have complete, like you said, Katie and Wendy, like they're not interested in nature, right? Like that's not their thing. They love nature. They just don't want to be in it. Yeah. Right. Like they think it's great, but yeah. So it's just like me who like, I look at moms who like schedule their day out and like, like color code things and like, and I'm like, that is just, great yeah i'm like i would literally die but that's the beauty like we all come to the table with like all these different viewpoints all these different styles we have different family sizes different states different countries even right different age kids 
different needs, all of the things, but we have like this shared understanding of like, I get that I don't do it that way, but like, I also get that it's okay that I don't get it the way you do it because I know like your heart for your kids is the same as like my heart for my kids. And like the God that's leading me is also leading you. And like, we can still encourage each other and learn from each other. Like a lot of the people that I look to are ones that are like different from the way I do it because they might push me just like a nudge in a little bit more of an organized direction or a nudge in like a direction that's like not my strength and not my thing. And I don't enjoy, but we might need like a touch of that or one of my kids might. Cause that's the other thing too. Like God gave us these beautiful kids and he made us their parents on purpose. So like, we don't have to worry that we don't have the thing or he's not going to give us the thing that we need for them. But it's also beautiful for like, I have this one kid that like really drives them nuts that I'm not super organized. So like, what's something that one of these other moms does who is super organized that I might be able to take a piece of for like this kid that, that is more like that makes them feel secure that makes them feel organized that makes them feel safe and we can learn from each other so we can encourage each other we can learn from each other we're like all walking down the same road together we just do things a little bit different right like we're wearing different sneakers yeah i love that all walking down the path i love that that's your answer because one of the big things we we saw being outside the homeschool world at first right when we started this thing was the siloing of educational styles mm -hmm. and personality types and curriculum choice and all these things that made no sense because I do think we're better together, not to be cheesy about it, but I really do believe that. And like like you said, like, well, this is you, like let's say nature school lean, unschool lean, but you have a kid who really thrives with organization. That ain't you. Well, hey, we got some of that over here and it's okay that they're not you and nobody's judging you for not doing the thing they do by their plan. And you're not judging them for not doing the thing you do by your plan. And it's okay. We can learn from each other. And at the same time, even though we have so much breadth and depth of diversity and different people and different personalities, there's also nobody coming in and saying you picked like the, are they going to learn to read thing or, um, Hey, but what about socialization every five minutes? Yeah. It's kind of uh, nice. It's a safe place in like a good way. Yes. And if someone is bringing up socialization, it is to give examples of like what's working for their kids. And you're like, oh, cool. You know, like I could try that or that's not going to work for us. And that's cool, too. And that's totally fine. Can, can, can I ask you a couple rapid fire things real, real quick? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Curious. What would you say? Uh, you know, you shared your story of going from like not even considering homeschool to being forced into it with the computer at home and all this with the kids and COVID and becoming a homeschool mom and a homeschool influencer, let alone. What would you say to a mom or family out there who's listening to this right now and they're just like, gosh, I just don't know if I can make the leap. What would you say to them? Jump. Just jump. Just jump. Like, right, like, and keep your eyes on Jesus while you're jumping, right? Like, as you step out of the boat, just don't look at what everyone else is doing unless it's for encouragement or inspiration, but just like God has you. And if it's stirring in your heart, just, yeah, just walk out in faith. What would you say is your greatest homeschool hot take or like unpopular opinion in the homeschool world? Oh, um, that you don't need. Say it. Co-ops, dual enrollment. 
or any of those things. If you, if you like them, wonderful, but like, you don't need them. You can do your own thing. Your kids don't need to be like in college at 15. Like it's totally good. Cause what if they don't even need to go to college? College readiness is not necessarily the goal. Like readiness for Jesus is the goal. I think that on the same note as all of the things you do as a homeschooler, what makes you unique, you unique, not just for who you are, but as one of the contributors and the people who help lead our community at Made to Homeschool, um, I think that's a great way to wrap things up because I've never gotten that answer from people and I absolutely love it. So thank you for all of your time, one, and for just being really forthright about your journey and about what you believe makes the homeschool world better. I appreciate it, Christina. And uh, where can people find you if they want to watch your stuff and they have no idea who you are? Where can they find you? Well, made to homeschool. I love that. Yeah. For one, um, but also Instagram at rooted underscore home life and YouTube at rooted home life. Awesome. Christina, thank you for your time. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back next week with a new episode. We'll see you there.